Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. Who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matthew J. Duncan. Fred, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I always forget about the J in your name. (laughs) I think, is that, does Naismith have, Dr. No, Dr. James Naismith, right? Okay, you know what? I'm trying to make a connection here that does not exist. Dr. James Nye, you know what? You're trying to make it a Baines thing. <laughs> we are a, uh, a hardcore basketball podcast. We are. Uh, we talk Raptors, NBA. We do silly questions at the end. It's really fun. Do we do? Um, we got two amazing guests this time. Uh, yeah. Ryan Henry uh, from Below the Hardwood and uh, Anthony Hall from uh, Ming's Dynasty. Couple of wrestle heads, apparently. Couple of wrestleheads, the uh, the Hart family, the you know Montreal screw job. These are wrestling oh, terms. Yeah. I'm throwing out there the sharpshooter, uh, choke slam. You know what I mean? <laughs> dink and doink. I'm gonna throw. <laughs> That's out what I remember. Different. I remember dink and doink. I'm gonna throw out different wrestling terms, <laughs> and the hardcores can dink pick up the um, breadcrumbs. You know. <sighs> But uh, yeah, we got some Dwayne the Rock Johnson content. It's really fun, uh, and it's not all wrestling. It's actually all basketball, if you can believe it. <laughs> but um, Matt, uh, yes. you know, before we get too giddy here, yeah, if people want to help us, you know, support us, you know, the, there's there's the usual means, but people need to know where and how to do that. So why don't you let them know? You know, we've got a lot of great starting points to get the info that you want. You can go to dunkspodcast.com. That's our website. We've got all our links there. You know, remember when you used to skateboard and you had all those decals on the bottom of the board there? Oh, yeah. uh, well, that's what our website's like. And you can click on those decals and they'll take you to our Instagram and our YouTube. It'll take you to the Sonar Network. If you want to check out our podcast network, we are on there. We're the number one sports podcast. You know, you got to click that and more button. Don't be afraid. Click the and more button and you'll see us pop right in there. And uh, don't look down on the and more button because, you know, it's like when you're downtown and, uh, you know, you got your shops up top, you got your whole rent through and your HMV and then you go down on the path. And, you know, there's some stores down there on the path that you're passing by on the way to the subway. And mm-hmm. that's where we are. We're beside, you know, the body shop. We're beside the goddamn uh, oh, yeah. muffins and whatnot on your a lot of good Lots smells. Of value. <laughs> a lot of foot traffic and a lot of good smells down there. Okay. So uh, don't be afraid. Check us out. And if you could give us a rating, that'd be fantastic. Guys, when you do give us a rating, uh, Freddie's hair grows another two inches longer. It's, 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 it's wild. It's halfway down his back right now. Uh, so if you could keep <laughs> giving us some ratings and, uh, yeah, you know, we've got, uh, we've got the link tree set up on our, on our social media. So, you know, if you want to get a toque, I know it's starting to get a little bit warmer there. We're, we're, we're jet setting across spring, but you know, bit of a thunderstorm today where I am. So, mm-hmm. You want to put a toque over those ears because uh, also the fabric that we have in the toques, they do apparently uh, minimize uh, lightning strikes. That That's just, uh, yeah, that's a new thing I found out about the toque technology. <laughs> so um, just don't climb any trees in a lightning storm though, okay? Because no one can help you there. But yep. uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I got to say. Thanks for listening. And uh, Freddie, I'll hand it back to you. Matt? DC Shukuza <laughs> Deckles Duncan just coming through hard. Um, as you do, you know, folks, don't take them too seriously with that lightning strike stuff. And if you do, don't come back at us. You know yeah, I mean? no, I should say, uh, we're having a couple lightning based laughs. Sue us if you get okay? hit by lightning wearing a 
Dunks Duke. Oh God. Oh, you. Yeah, I mean uh, Michael and Mariana, I'm, I hope they got a good legal team. Yeah, they'll 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 <laughs> um but yeah, I think I think we're basically ready to get going here on the pod. Uh, yeah. and before we start, uh, as always, I'll say uh, stop Asian hate, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, and email your city councilors. Okay, Matt, if you feel like we're ready to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Dokely, I don't know where I was going with that. It was kind of like a, a half committal Ned Flanders. Uh, but I am excited to get this pod rolling and uh, bring on our guests, uh, both returning guests. Uh, who should I go with first? Um, okay, Mentally Chosen. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, is an amazing improviser. Uh, he's a great comedian. He's one half of CBC's Ming's Dynasty. Uh, I, I don't know which uh, of the Ball brothers he likes the most now, but I think he's a supporter of the whole family, LeVar included. <laughs> Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Anthony Hall. It's Leangelo! Leangelo, baby! <laughs> Just kidding, it is Lonzo. I'm a Lonzo Ball stan, but of course, uh, LaMelo is uh, quickly surpassing him, and yes... Always gonna love those love those balls. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm like I'm like how do like every time I make that joke, I'm like how do me and you just not accidentally transition into like a, a sweaty balls <laughs> SNL bit that's like so hack? But I think we're good. We 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 dodge it, you know. Yeah, yeah, we're we're keeping it classy. I wanted to like get a picture for my background and be like, hey, Freddie, before we start, let me show you my balls. And I was gonna put a picture of all of them in the back. But okay, I I demand you do that, and uh, for any. Listeners of the of the show that are good at animating, please um, edit uh, Anthony Hall into a family photo of the balls. Yes, <laughs> I think he would like it, and I think also the the ball family would be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're big fans." Like, cheers. Yeah, uh, my last name is one letter away from being ball, so like it's, it's you know close. What I mean? It's close. <laughs> True. Totally. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, let's bring on guest number two. Um, uh, he's an amazing basketball analyst, a hardcore Mavs fan, but that's okay. He's also a, a Raptors fan. Um, yeah, he runs his own basketball podcast, uh, which I always forget the name versus the network of, uh, but below, below the, the hardwood. hardwood NBA podcast. <laughs> uh, give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ryan Henry. to have you back you know you deserve I, I feel like I, I i gave anthony a great intro and your intro was like you know i landed the plane but it was like i landed it in a forest and we're kind of like we arrived we get out you know? we arrived alive that that's the most important thing yeah and um you know we won't talk uh, too much mavs but i'm sure you'll slip in some stuff uh, it seems like they're gonna arrive uh you know fairly safely to the playoffs no we're on we're on a high right now especially after demolishing Stephen Stephen curry and the warriors so yes it, yeah. things are looking up yeah always feels good to demolish steph um <laughs> okay let's uh, i don't know why yeah take that steph um, <laughs> Boxing one. Uh, let's uh, let's start talking. You know, a little boxing one joke. Hey, um, extra riffy here today. You know, let's uh, let's get to, uh, talking to some Raptors stuff. Um, Maddie, I know you're there. I'm not even going to question it. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious, potentially Aaron Bainesy Raptors sting. Raptors. classic here we are assembling it's jurassic park <laughs> that's right i'm the triceratops that has a sore tummy <laughs> uh, i am the uh the spitting uh dinosaur that like shoots poison out of his collar oh that's one of the coolest ones for sure yeah yeah didn't the power rangers fight some sort of 
triceratops or like some form of dinosaur back in the day i'll, I'll be that guy i don't know what it was called but they did. i don't remember i just remember that the breaking bad guy was like somehow involved in the series what about reptar, what about reptar from the rugrats that guy's uh, pretty cool too. there you go yeah wow go. that's the dinosaur uh, I'm Angelica or Angelica alone. So <laughs> no worries. Um, okay, uh, Anthony, let's start with you. Mm. Uh, 10 games uh, to go in the season, 10 games below 500, a puncher's chance at the 10th seed playing. Mm. Uh, but I kind of want to focus on the next four games. Uh, people have been talking about it all season. This is an absolute gauntlet. Uh, you got the Nuggets, Jazz, Lakers, and Clippers. Will these four games, pardon me, will these four games be the you know final nail in the coffin of the Raptors season? Oh, um, I don't want to be a pessimist, but I don't think that we're going to win these games. Like there's a chance that I think we can beat the Lakers, but it's not looking good against the Nugs or the Jazz just because I don't think even though we have these new big men who are we're very excited about. Um, I don't think we match up super well against Jokic or Gobert. So uh, it's not looking good, Freddie. I agree. It is not looking good. Um, I think. You know, that, that Nets game kind of drove home for me. Like, it's it's cool to play good basketball, and it's exciting, and you want to see the good trends. But the reason you got to beat the bad teams is because it's harder to beat the good teams. Like, you yeah. know, watching us lose in the fourth on the second night of a back-to-back to a team that had Kyrie and Durant, even, even though, you know, it wasn't those two guys going off. Like, our scheme worked. But mm-hmm. they have a deep team. You know, Harris went off. Um, and obviously, that new Euro guy, Mike James, went off, which was a, a sight. Like, that was, like, weird. But straight hey. from CSKA Moscow <laughs> coming in and wrecking the Raptors. Like I know. Crazy. That was, uh, I felt like, a very specific thing that happened. But, um, yeah, well, where, where are you at, Ryan, with these four games? Like, I think... I don't want to be like toxically optimistic, but there's a part of me that thinks we can squeak out one or two and that's enough to keep us alive. But I also feel like it's a fair place to call the season potentially. Yeah. Where, where are you at? We're cl- it, it can go both ways, but you got to look at who's in that 10 spot right now. And it's the wizards. Um, not the most, you know, stable team. They, they're very capable of losing games too. And correct. Um, I yeah. have looked at their, next four or five games they got playoff teams like they got the lakers tonight actually so oh okay um, i thought they, they got, had an easy schedule for some reason maybe that's chicago there's a couple of Cavs games in there but they also got uh the mavs the pacers uh the hawks so they're facing playoff teams too okay yeah um and then it just really depends like i don't like what's what's the status on boucher is he is he coming back anytime soon or are they i'm just not saying- sure like i i kind of heard that well i mean like when i heard mcl sprain part of me was like i'd be surprised if he comes back at all, at all. but usually okay. at least two but weeks yeah. for an mcl sprain at least okay at least two weeks yeah two weeks so yeah like the wizards don't have the easiest uh, I feel that they're capable of losing games. So I'm not going to say it's like it's a wrap because, you know, it's the Eastern Conference and, <laughs> and anything can happen. I think really. that's the perfect answer. Like, it's honestly, <laughs> the Eastern Conference is so bad, it's never going to be a wrap. Yeah. Like, I, th- I feel like this is going to be true in subsequent years for other teams, too. Like, if the 10th seed has a chance of making the playoffs in the East year out, and year in, there's going to be some team that's like, wait a second, that team's 18 games below 500, and they still got a shot. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous. So, yeah, like I'm not going to sail it in yet, but the injuries, like Gary Gary Trent's out or didn't play last game, and and uh, Paul Watson, he had that amazing game, and and we haven't seen him. So, you know, if we get a couple more guys back, and Kyle's like, you know what, no, let's just do this, let's run this, and we get some luck, and Wizards lose a couple games, then you never know. So, and of course, there is a Wizards game, uh, yeah. Raptors Wizards game. Uh, I think <laughs> it's a Raptors go. Pacers game. It's also a Raptors Bulls game. Um, let's stick with you, Ryan, and just. Uh, 
Yeah, I just want to kind of, I mean, we talked about the bigs a little bit on the pod already, but I think um, that was like just upon arrival and we have seen some stuff. Um, you know, it varies with both of them, but you had the Birch, my goodness. Like, it's like a, our, our, our poor team is so starved for an actual big. Like, this guy is just ripping down uh, O-Reeves. Like, I feel like the team didn't re- even know what to do with all their second chance opportunities. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, whoa, an open three, like a wide open three off of a rebound. This is wild. I guess I'll miss it again. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I think, though, like, they're, that is new, right? Like, yeah. I think even with um, other good, like, you know, Surge and – um, Mark are incredible bigs, but they brought a lot of different types of skills that weren't necessarily that. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously Freddie G, I think, you know, he, he's gone the whole, you know, double 10 day to two year contract uh, or, you know, I don't know how much of it is guaranteed, but that's impressive. But I think that's still kind of at like the Utah level where, you know, you're not exact. It's like he's like an NBA player. So that's a, a, it's not the, quite the height of arrival that Boucher seems to be arriving yeah. at. But um, yeah, with all that said, like my, my, I mean, I always meander. But the question is, um, you know, did the squad like, like how bad did this squad want big men and who's benefiting the most? I can't tell you the rebound stats uh, that we had uh, prior to getting these guys, but we beat the Nets in rebounding last night, even though we lost. So I love seeing rebounds. I love seeing offensive rebounds. I love seeing, you know, like, like, uh, actually, you know what? The most deflating thing in a game is, is seeing a team get offensive rebounds. And that's what a lot of teams were doing against us prior to that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, seeing these guys come in and clean that up a bit, that makes me like, it's, it it just feels a ton better, even though we're not, you know, winning games right now, it's just offensive rebounds can be the most detrimental, most deflating thing. And yeah, we're not, it's definitely improved. Uh, Ken Birch is great. Kyle's trying to get him paid. He's mm-hmm. happy. I love that. I feel like he, this is a perfect situation for him. Cause what was he doing in Orlando uh, prior? Like, w- was he doing much? Like, no, he's, no. He's, he was basically waiting for, you know, uh, Vucevic to leave and for uh, Mo Bamba to develop, which never really yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it's like the perfect win-win situation. He gets minutes, he gets plays, he gets like a team that actually wants him. <laughs> and, and, and then it, like, you're just so close, close to home. So it's like, it, it, it's just, it was just it's a great. perfect, perfect, uh, perfect uh, gathering. So it works. And I, and I hope he's a part of the core going forward. Yeah, like, I, know, I know in the off season, we're probably still gonna, you know, look out for uh, I, I, uh, another big possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad if he's the start or if he's the backup at this point. Yeah, it seems like we'll probably try and position him as like a, a long-term backup for us. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's 28, 29, so it kind of fits. Um, yeah, I, I think the team is just delighted to see big man competence. Like, we're not, we're not even in that game at all. Uh, against Cleveland if if Birch isn't ripping down all these extra possessions and obviously there's the blocks and the you know the obvious kind of like um times where a guy defers and passes instead of driving but there's so many times too when a big is really in the mix where guys just miss shots uh, and, or, or a guy like OG uh, or Pascal can, can get out to the three-point line a little bit better because um, they don't have to cover as much ground. Uh, but, yeah, uh, where are you at, Anthony? How, how nice is it to see Biggs on this team and who's benefiting the most? Oh, man. Imagine, Freddie. Imagine if we had these guys all year. Where would we be? You know? I can't like, even. That makes me like – yeah, that hurts. <laughs> it hurts a bit, but to me, it's such – it's such a refreshing, refreshing sight to see guys get offensive rebounds. Oh, my goodness. You guys were already talking about it. But, yeah, I remember I was watching, I think, a game where they were playing is Orlando and they they just kept missing shots and and not getting offensive rebounds and, and turning it over. And it 
it was just so like hard to watch. And I was like, this team that they're playing against is not good. There's <laughs> people like who who's like James Ennis is running around grabbing a rebound. I'm like, what? I'm like, please stop. Like, what's what's going on here, man? And just to see, to see that these guys are hungry to get boards, that they that they run the floor pretty aggressively, that they can actually keep up in transition yes. is like, yes, is amazing. Because like I'm I'm was watching highlights because admittedly I have missed the last couple of games, but seeing Ken Birch run alongside Kyle and in front of him, seeing Gillespie like hustle is something that we've missed from the bigs all year. Like obviously like Boucher is amazing. We love Boucher, but like, I don't think he has necessarily the strength or like the, um, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's the, the, it's more of just like the aggression that these guys have shown. Like Cam just really wants to be here. And I'm so happy that we have another Canadian and, and he's just like, he's so, uh, He's so comfort, like comfortable in the in the team space now, and then, and we love him, right? Like as Canadians, we love to see uh, a good oh, yeah. Canadian boy hit the good hard story. one. Yeah, yep. and I think I think Nick Nurse like believes in him a lot, and that's why he's getting the minutes that he's getting. And mm-hmm. um, they work together on team uh, on the team Canada team, right? So I think he sees a lot coming yep. from him, and I, and like you guys said, like it would be so great to see him in a backup role. Uh, next year or for the foreseeable future, as long as he can still hoop. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's all good things with 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 Birch and uh, you know I think with Gillespie, you know, there's more to come. But I definitely like like I think you really hit on something good, which is the hustle and just like making a difference by you know sometimes there's clunky plays or a foul here and there, but those guys like there was one play where I saw Gillespie. You know, he got up on a double team and then he Mm. got to the rim in time to kind of like just like alter the shot off of the backboard a little bit. And I was like, man, I haven't seen someone cover that kind of ground for the Raptors in a long, long time. And they're setting hard screens too, like watching some watching Baines and then like the small sample from uh, Len when he was here. Those guys like like Baines plays hard, but like when I saw like Alex Len try to set a screen, he just kind of like stood there and like let the guy just walk past him. Whereas like I saw Gillespie stand up and take several hits just to get Kyle a little bit open. And I also like am loving that Kyle has somebody to chuck some alley oops to get that money, baby. Isn't that, isn't that refreshing? Like yeah. actually throwing alley oops. And I, I feel like there might've been even a couple like over eager alley oops too. <laughs> Like yes. there was a couple of times it was like, go up and get a big fella. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Like we're excited here. We're excited here. But um, yeah. Okay. You know what? Let's, uh, let's get a little bit silly. I think uh, Matt, do you want to pop in here? Matty, uh, Matty with his beautiful background, beautiful detailed <laughs> background uh, in the mix. Um, better than my, like, I got a ponytail, so I got like this weird frizz going on. <laughs> Honestly, no regrets. Uh, we're in a pandemic, so I'm doing my best oh, here, yeah. folks. But um, yeah, I, I want to get a little bit silly. Uh, Flynn and uh, Gillespie were initiated uh, last week. They had to sing um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Uh, it was pretty funny and kind of got me thinking what other type of like version of that would be fun to see. I'm thinking like, you know, you have a couple Raptors, uh, yeah, performing as the Strokes or whatever. Um, I put that on you guys to kind of see what you could come up with. So let's let's go with you first uh anthony like who's your who do you want to see sing what are they singing let's go hit it Paulie. i uh am very excited you asked this question i really love that video oh i'm sorry i didn't cue the amazing clip here we go we gotta we gotta we gotta just watch this yes Gillespie starting to take over. <laughs> I love Gary Trent with that heavyweight belt. <laughs> oh, Gillespie knows. He knows the lyrics. He knows it. They both low key know it. 
It gets so hype here. Just absolute meltdown. This got. <laughs> um, okay, well, good, Kyle. Anyone, anyone who's just listening, um, if that was an audio-styled nightmare for you, uh, just, just know that we were watching uh, the Raptors sing "Party in This" in the USA, and also talking over it. And it was my first time seeing it, so lots of surprise, lots of laughs. Check it out; it's a funny video. Uh, um, Matt, thank you. We talked about you know this is the first on the pod, a, a live clip. We talked about it before the pod. I said, Matt, no worries, I got you. I'll cue it up. <laughs> I, you know, just closed my eyes and walked into a dark tunnel, and the train came and saved me. Yeah, honestly, my analogy fell apart, but you guys, you guys get me. Mm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, Matt, thank you, uh, Anthony. Um, I gave you a little bit more time to prepare. So what's hmm. up? what do you got for me? I uh, am so excited to, uh, to share uh, this uh, fantasy of mine. Uh, <laughs> I think there's, we open on uh, open gym. Uh, the uh, Raptors are just wrapping up practice and oh, we okay. hear over the intercom, the single from the album, one heart, 2003 Celine Dion. Oh, I Celine's in the mix all night, and boom! Kyle Lowry hands Cam Birch a sheet of lyrics, hands Chris Boucher a sheet of lyrics, and the two of them sing together. I drove all night by Celine Dion, and you saw how hype Boucher got there. He's oh. probably pretending to hold a <laughs> steering wheel. He's got the piece of paper. He's probably doing this. They're probably doing this. They're pretending to take their sunglasses off. My God, how hype would that be? That's a great that, song. That's, that's a big tune. Okay. okay, Celine's hype. <laughs> that song's uh, great. The two Canadians would destroy that. Yes, and the, mm-hmm. I feel like they would also wear like Celine Met Gala stuff. Like they'd be like extra fashionable. Oh, yes. And it's just the block, uh, <laughs> the block Rebecquois <laughs> is what I'll call them now. Uh, um, they doing their job. That's delicious. Thank you. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to top that. It's definitely better than mine. Um, Ryan, uh, I'm going to go to you. What's up? Do you have anything better than two French Canadians like digging in on a drive all night? I mean, it's a hype song. Uh, uh, when I when I first read this question, I was like, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's get like four or five of these guys up, not just not just two. And I'm going. Get these guys on strings and doing the NSYNC bye 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 music. Okay. Video. Yeah. Whoa. And you got Nick Nurse controlling the strings, and it's Kyle, and it's oh, OG, wow. and it's Freddie, and, and and Pascal, and then yeah, let's throw in our new big Ken Birch, and yeah, you just get them on the strings singing bye bye bye, uh, in a in a in a classic <laughs> boy band style music video. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, honestly, shouts to Birch making both squads so far. <laughs> um, everyone's like, trust me, if you knew Birch, like he can sing in all styles, all forms. <laughs> um, Matt, I don't know if you're like, cramming your brain right now to try and fit yeah. Birch into your scenario. Um, if he doesn't fit, if he's not in there, that's okay. Um, yeah, what's, what's your song and who's singing it? Look, I just went with what came to my head uh, the, with the first thought that I had. Now, there's two players. Now, the first one, it just feels like Aaron Baines doing like the Chumbawamba song. Okay. It just I mean, really I ties know. together well. <sighs> I should have. I should have just imagined you were going to say Aaron Baines' Australian national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> like I should have just assumed. <laughs> You're like I tried to tell you. Um, but yeah, I, I think for some reason you know Chumbo, he, he does get knocked down, but he does get back up again. You have to give the big sure. fellow that. So uh, I can see that. But the the first thought I had for some reason is uh, OG. And he's just looking into a mirror, putting on clown makeup to uh, Tom Waits's like downtown train. <laughs> okay, that's that's good. Uh, I know it probably seems bizarre, but anyone that's seen 
um, OG wish Danny Green a happy birthday. The, the, OG's got a taste for the bizarre because yeah. that that Snapchat video was all sorts of weird. He had a, like a safari hat. There was a sun glare in there and everyone was like, where is OG? This is strange. Um, so yeah, OG Tom Waits. Will I see who tonight? Can you just see him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Friend of the pod, Adam Christie, uh, best description of Tom Waits' music is like a uh, a, a haunted ship filled with ghosts. <laughs> um, that's uh, his description it of his voice. I'm butchering is. his joke. But, uh, um, fellas, all incredible <clears throat> answers. Uh, I almost called an audible on mine, but I'm also just going to like go with my go-to. You guys ready for this? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mine is also a boy band. It's Backstreet Boys. Oh. Backstreet's back. Oh, right. And <laughs> the crappy part about my answer is I don't remember all of the Backstreet Boys costumes. I just remember there was one werewolf. There's a mummy. <laughs> okay, for me, the werewolf's Flynn. I yep. was trying to get the young guys in it, right? Because I'm in my mind, it's like this is like a party zone. Sorry, Kyle, Baines, you guys are like maybe directing the video or whatever. There's like a phantom. Um, phantom. Okay, phantom. Yeah. I remembered that was Gary Trent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted the mummy to be Chris Boucher. Sorry, Boucher. I wasn't. You know, I'm just trying to say anything. But like, uh, I just think you'd be the good mummy. And then I forget. So those are the three I remember. And there's two other Halloween costumes. But I picked also young guys. I threw an OG. Um, and the last guy I threw in was um, Gillespie. <laughs> so mine isn't as good because I couldn't remember what. Okay, can anyone else remember the two other Halloween costumes? I can't hmm. see. Can't see. It's uh, at the top of my mind. Here. Okay, this this is top level <laughs> podcasting, folks. When you don't properly research your own question, <laughs> but also it's because your brain pivots in a weird direction. Like you know, I thought I knew Backstreet Boys, but I guess I only know them a little. Okay, um, Fred, I got it. You got the Wolf okay. Man. You've got the Phantom. You've got uh, Wolfman. One's like just like Phantom. one's like Two Face or something. Like he's got yeah. oh, Je Jekyll and Hyde. Is it Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a crappy one. And then I don't know. I think uh, I think Howie D is just like uh, he's just Howie D. He's just like he's I don't know if he's enough. like steampunk or what. He's just wearing a top hat and he's got long hair. Maybe yeah. Dracula. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Howie D's like, I'm the bad guy from Wild Wild West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Loveless. All right. Yeah. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Mechanical spider and all. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, guys. Well, I think, I think we're, uh, I think we're, we're good and done here. Um, maybe it's a good time to move on to some NBA talk. Let's take a quick break and then talk some NBA. Okay, Maddie, why don't you give me that delicious, whatever, uh, NBA, Adam Silvery, foghorn sounding sting, you got. This is Adam Silver. Meow. Okay, let's, um, let's go to you first, Ryan, on this one. Um. And this is kind of, I'm trying to get to something here with this question. Not necessarily, I don't care as much if you believe in these particular teams, but I think this has been a weird year for a lot of reasons. And yes, the Clippers can still get the second seed or the two seed. Uh, seems like they're pretty close. I think the Clippers can still actually get the, the number one seed. But, you know, for a while, it's been Phoenix and it's been Utah. And there hasn't been a lot of talk about them being legit contenders which is kind of weird to me i feel like you know if it was the two la's at the top the narrative all season would be like who can beat them yeah and you know i guess you got to prove yourself in the playoffs sort of thing so maybe that's part of it but yeah for you know when you think about utah and you think about phoenix do you think it's more likely pick one team at a time that one of those teams will get upset in the first round or make it to the finals and the, I, I, I think it's an interesting question because I, I want to see how much you believe in the teams. They could be going up against like G state, San Antonio, like a really good team. So with the West, like 
it's wild. Like the West is always, it's always been a place where I want to say upsets can happen, but all eight teams are, are going to be lethal. Like I'm looking at Memphis right now. And in that play in tournament, that's the last team I want to face John, John Morant and uh, triple J like these guys play hard. So and triple J just got healthy, right? He just came mm. back. Yeah. He just he came back, back and they knocked off Portland twice. So, uh, and they, they, they got the third, third and final game coming up. So it's like, I could see them giving a run to either Phoenix or Utah, just like out of shock, out of sure, sure will. And the fact that these guys are all young guys, you know, um, I'm going to go back and yes, I'm going to mention some Maverick moments when hey, the Golden gotta. State Warriors knocked off my Mavs, the eighth seed and the one seed. So it's like you find that young team that's just hitting their stride. And yeah, like I feel like Utah could easily get knocked out by shock, by surprise. So, yeah, I'm going to say that either both teams could actually, uh, I would find more likely to be upset than go to the finals. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. And um, for you to slip in a Mavs reference and for it to be about the We Believe Warriors yeah. is a testament to your... <laughs> you've been through some stuff. So, I've you know, been, there's, I've there's, seen some, there's, some adjacent, <laughs> there's some adjacent stuff with Mavs Raptors. Like, I feel yeah. like... Yeah, you know, almost more so than other franchises, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Anthony, I, I think I'm largely on on Ryan's side. You know, I I, I love Chris Paul. Uh, I think Phoenix is is legit. I think they're awesome. Do I think that Phoenix is like, oh yeah, for sure that team is going to the finals? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I think Phoenix could beat the Clippers or the Lakers in the second round or you know whomever. Or, and the Jazz, I'm a bit more confident in. But you know, obviously Mitchell, it's a very serious injury. So like, what's he going to be like? And yeah, and Gobert in the playoffs. Yeah. So w- what's your belief level? <laughs> I want to believe in Utah because they've been playing pretty exceptional basketball all across the regular season here. And I had Mike Conley on my fantasy team uh, this year and he balled out for me. He was a very late pick for me and he, he has crushed it. Like the last couple of games that I've watched that he's played, he's got like double digit assists. He's making threes and he's, he's always been a pretty, um, I say like feisty defender as well. And I, so I was like, I, I really believed in Utah, but when Donovan Mitchell got injured, I was like, I don't know. I really don't know about it. Uh, Cause I don't know that they have like a number one score type guy outside of him. And like, I don't know that that can be replaced by like, just like Jeremy Clarkson getting lucky and making all of his shots or whatnot. Like he's might be six man, six man of the year, but like, I don't know that that wins you the playoff round. And with Phoenix, they're also really, really good. They are the real deal. But the, I, I struggle to to latch onto them to go really far because of just the inconsistencies of Donovan Mitchell's play. Like he can be a or not Donovan Mitchell, uh, Devin Booker, right? Um, well, yeah, him go, and Aiden. It's going to be their first playoffs. Yeah, and he Sorry. can be. They can be world beaters, right? Like they they can like absolutely take over games, especially with Chris Paul at the helm being smart and, and distributing the ball and getting them open for shots. But yeah, the experience it's not there. And, and I am really quite worried about them. So I'm with you guys. Like it is quite um, high in probability that they get upset in the first round as opposed to make it to the finals. I I love that your last part, like I'm quite worried about them. It kind of like simmered (laughs) down a bit where you were just like, their parent and you're like honestly at the end of the day like i know we're talking stats here but like i'm pretty worried about them i'm proud but i'm worried <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm proud of what they've done but i'm also pretty worried freddie like, i i just uh, don't want them to get hurt by grace and allen dropping threes and like xavier tillman and jaron jackson and you know, jr oh, yeah just phoenix is, it's a city in the middle of a desert just seems unnatural you know <laughs> Um, What's their sorry, arena look. called? The Talking Stick Arena? Is it still called that? I do believe it is. Yes. <laughs> no good arena. comes from the Talking Stick Arena. <laughs> hey man, they're uh, hey Robert Sarvar uh, or Sarver. 
uh, he's notoriously one of the um, worst owners. So I think um, the, you know Phoenix better enjoy this year. Like, uh, I mean, uh, it's looking pretty good though. So if if I was mm-hmm. a Phoenix fan, I'd be excited about the future, especially after the, the, you know they did so well in the bubble. Yeah. Um. But yeah. You know, I'm 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 with both of you guys. Like, I think that. I'm still on the line of like healthiest team wins. Like, I think that's going to be who wins the NBA championship this year. It's, it's, I don't think there's any team that can sustain like significant injuries to their main guys and still make it the whole way. Um, But I have uh, have a question though. Like, are these, are a lot of the uh, the NBA teams, like are there guys getting vaccinated? Like, is, is that a thing? Like I haven't heard any news about it or anything like America's got, vaccines like crazy right so like logically you'd think that like teams who are heavily invested uh in the playoffs or in a deep playoff run might be trying to get their guys vaccinated so that they don't miss games yeah that's a great question because i feel like it was a it was a you know, a topic a couple months ago and people were like, Oh, are they going to get it first? Like, you know, what's the ethics sort of thing. But yeah, now that so much of the general population has access to the vaccine, it's weird that we haven't heard like, Oh, uh, FYI, like all of the Mavs are vaccinated now Yeah, or, or FYI. Like, I, I wonder if, it falls under the category of like, um, I'm just like totally guessing here if it falls under the category of personal health. So Mm -hmm. they can't forcibly disclose it similar to, you know, when they say blank is under COVID protocol, you can kind of take a guess if they've had COVID based on the timing. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you can't like, you know, a player doesn't have to tell you if they had COVID or not. So I wonder if it's similar for a vaccine. Yeah. I know there's guys who were uh, pretty aggressively uh, against it just due to uh, political reasons and their beliefs. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Oh, allegedly. Uh, Yeah, that's no good. And it's like, I I want to I want to know, like, I think it's it's information that I think teams should like disclose maybe with each other, like if their players have been vaccinated and whether or not they're, you know, going buck wild, going to, you know, party in and opening expensive suitcases of champagne and such like things. <laughs> totally. The, the last thing anyone needs is a suitcase filled to the brim <laughs> with champagne being slowly open like the shining. Um, I, sorry. I just, as soon as you said fancy suitcases full of champagne, I immediately thought like loose champagne in a suitcase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in bottles, just uh, lo- yeah. <laughs> loose liquid. <laughs> so the, the team, the teams might not be, like all getting vaccinated, but the bucks are actually doing something kind of cool. Um, it got reported yeah. that they're going to give 16 and older fans in game vaccine shots. Whoa. So that's it. So are they going to drop down like the little parachutes? It's going to be weird. It's like, can you imagine? Yeah. It's like, Hey, you get a vaccine shot. Are you get it? It's like oh falling God. from the sky, but yeah, that's, that's the a cool. Game. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Though. I like that. That's a strong um, PR recovery moment from their uh, their sanitation, like their uh, hand sanitizer gig that they did with the, like uh, the Titantron or the video thing where yeah. it's just spraying. Oh yeah, hand that was insane. People, and it did not look like hand sanitizer. Like oh More like. Yeah. Honestly, shout out the Bucks because they also did one of my favorite in-game things I've ever seen, which was they showed people eating food and drinking beer backwards and it was one of the most disgusting things you could ever imagine and the fans didn't really know they were like a part of the gig like if you if you youtube it it's full tim and eric you're like these four people no one deserves it's like this guy yeah like you, you see a hot dog exit his mouth in like three bites trust me you nobody needs that oh, um, okay guys well uh, yeah i feel like um uh, we've made it to my final uh, my final NBA question here. Uh, this is kind of a weird one as well. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of cases. Uh, I'll start with you, Anthony. Who do you think is the coach of the year so far? I'm going to have to go maybe with the third best option, but I, I'm just passionate about this because I think the NBA is better when this team is good, and that would be Tibbs and the Knicks. Hey, I was thinking about them. Yeah. Um, he deserves it. I think like the the way he's mm, 
programmed his rotation has been really beneficial to the growth of uh, a lot of players, especially Julius Randle. Like that guy, I helped a buddy draft a fantasy team and I was like, you want to take Randall, man. I'm not going to take him, but you should because he's going to be good. And I was right. I should have taken him as well. Uh, Yeah. And I think like it really has helped um, RJ as well, because like we're big time. We're seeing a lot of a lot of uh, offensive options in New York. And I just think like, yeah, when the Knicks are good, the NBA is so much more exciting uh, and we have to find more uh, sad teams to rag on. So like it, it diversifies um, people watching more teams and also uh, finding more jokes against the other teams. Yeah. And you know, the Knicks, they've suffered for a long time. And I, I think in the end, I, I, I didn't, I'm not, I'm all the way on Tibbs because I, I don't want to like over reward, you know, bringing a team to like a competent level, but just right. to like, I'm not trying to undermine your, your choice. Cause I think it is good because you know, you, the guys you mentioned, of course, but then there's also like Reggie Bullock, Nerlens Noel. And like mm-hmm. these guys like, are not they're They've moved beyond being like, okay. And he's taken so many, role player type guys and he's made them real players and they like you know that that Raptors game where we just lost to the Knicks that for me was one of the better Raptors games I thought the Knicks played well and they played very hard and um yeah you know I think there was that interim period at the beginning of the year where there was a lot of like are the Knicks for real and now it's kind of like yeah they're for real and that's a pretty pretty big leap um yeah, well, where are you at, Ryan? Are you is Tibbs your guy? I hate piggybacking, but yeah, it, it, hey, it, it, it is Tibbs, man. Like I, I've I remember you know, jumping on pods at the beginning of the season and just trashing the Knicks franchise, just saying as long oh, you as you gotta as long as uh, what's his name is the boss, James Dolan's the boss. This team's not doing anything. And yeah, they, they just flipped the script on me. And, and yeah, like they got a lot of talented players. I feel like that Derrick Rose pickup helped them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Julius Randle just becoming this, like, to be honest, if he doesn't make the at least the third all NBA team, I'd be upset because his play is, is, is ridiculous. Uh, what he's able to do, facilitate, score, defend. Um, he, like, I look at him and I'm like, the name doesn't scream out like, you know, all NBA, but it's like, then I look at the stats and I just look at some of the games that I've watched him do the Raptors game. Um, I don't watch the Knicks religiously. I only watch when they're really facing my team, but man, just to take that franchise where it was and just be where it is. And, and he got them playing defense. Like I just remember the Knicks last year. It's like, they weren't doing this. They, they were not doing this at all. And their team isn't that much different from what it was last year, aside from, you know, a couple of pickups. So totally it, you got to look at the coach. You got to look at Tibbs and, and yeah, just, wow. Like the, the defense, the, the, the energy, the fight that they have. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with Tibbs on, on, on coach of the year for sure. Uh, yeah, man. And like, you know, just to piggyback on your, your Randall love, um, they're just looking at his stats, like, man, you know, he's 24, uh, and 10 with six assists, uh, and a steal on really good percentages. And like the guy can play D too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it reminds me a lot of Pascal's breakout year last year, but even better. Yeah. Um, and also with a bit more composure, I think, um, yeah, I mean, he 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 is someone who uh, I was saying on uh, on my friend Catherine Niker's uh, pod buckets and tea. He is someone who I am so excited to see in the playoffs because mm-hmm. you know you, you saw with a guy like Luca last year, you know things change when, when you're game plan for, and you know Luca proved to everyone that he's he's beyond a game plan. But you know that that's also kind of what you're looking for with these super special players, and you know I, I'm not saying Randall's going to for sure not be beyond the game plan, but I am saying that it's really hard, and teams can game plan for you very well, and so you know you see what Luca did, and you're kind of like, oh wow, that is a very extra special thing that doesn't even happen usually with other stars. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so kind of 
turning it back to 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 mine um I, I, yeah i think tibbs is a great one i got monty williams uh mm. for me it was between monty williams and quinn snyder uh and i know it's kind of just there's a regular season aspect to this but i think both of those guys have just done such an incredible job of, of preparing their teams for what this season is and managing it and i think for phoenix chris paul will get a ton of the love that Monty Williams should also get. Uh, But to me, that's not fully fair. I think what I always look for, for like a, you know, a top level coach is how do you work with your top stars, your superstars? How do you make them thrive? And to me, like, it's like, it's never just a LeBron James that does it. You know, that's why I'm a big Ty Lue defender. Like, I think, to you know, part of being the coach is being the like maestro of the personalities, man, even Frank Vogel last year, I thought he did a really good job of kind of like massaging, you know, the Davis center scenario, like just, you know, a big part of being the top level. And, and, you know, I almost chose Steve Nash for this, but I think Brooklyn it, to me is bordering on just a bit too much talent I think Kyrie would give the coach credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's that too, right? um, And also, it's like it's weird too. I don't want to take him take points away from from Nash, but like having Dan Tony as like your assistant is like, wait, what? Um, It's not fair. But hey, (laughs) no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, you know, to 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 be fair though, other other top like head coaches have been, you know, are on uh, on teams as well, and just like we just forget about them. So. Um, I think the yeah, bubble th- proved you right, actually, because Chris Paul wasn't in the bubble, and the Suns went eight and zero. There you go with with oh. with Monty. So hey, he, it was there. He was he was coaching before Chris Paul. So Ooh, Ryan's got my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you have my back like I don't have Matt's back. You asked me to prep just a single clip once, very politely too. Um, and I, you know, yeah. Um, but I, I think we've arrived at, uh, our, our final segment guys, guys, um, quickish questions. Uh, what's up? You ready to do some quickish questions? Let's get it. Let's do it. All right, Maddie, give me some quickish questions. Sting. Quickish questions. <laughs> Okay, we have arrived at uh, my world-famous segment, Quickish Questions. Um, I can hear you all at home going absolutely wild. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, I'm going to get through these questions as clearly and concisely as possible. I'm probably going to stutter, slur, get confused, misread a comma. That's okay. You guys have to answer as fast as humanly possible. No stalling. You can't phone a friend. Um, you know, no side points, no questions back at me. Certainly. Um, I, I need you to answer as quick as you possibly can. That's the name of the game. Uh, well, actually it's called quickish questions, but the point of it is to answer as fast as you can. <laughs> okay. Maddie, uh, hit me. We'll do uh, Ryan, Anthony, Matt, Ryan. Yep. Whose development have you been most impressed with overall? Fred, Siakam, or OG? OG, 100%. Um, I think he's in a top 10 defensive player of the year list this year. Um, his defense has been phenomenal, so I'm definitely going OG. The offense, they were talking about it last night. as I, I, That shot over Durant with the one foot. Oh man, o- OG OG is looking like his development. He's going to be a second or third, guaranteed at least second option for us at some point. Woo! Yeah, Anthony, mm. is the long is the long term success of the Raptors ultimately dependent on the Nurse Siakam relationship? I don't think so. I think that's just a small portion of it. Like there have been superstar players that don't necessarily agree with their coaches before. So like, and I don't even think that what they had a disagreement on was that much of a thing to consider in terms of like future growth of the two of them. So very fair. And I like the sound of that. Um, 
Maddie. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. You're, you know what? I'll spare you just this one time. Okay. <laughs> um, which NBA biopic do we need right now? <clears throat> which NBA biopic? Um, I think that, boy, would be a good one. I feel like a Wilt Chamberlain one. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Chuck Hayes for sure, but yeah, Wilt Chamberlain. Can I jump in on this one? I, this is a very exciting question for me. Sure. Yeah. So I think that they should do, the Safety brothers should direct a Dennis Rodman biopic about the weekend uh, trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's oh good. That would Featuring be Carmen Electra. <laughs> exactly. Carmen wow. Electra needs work right now. The Safety brothers, it's it's basically, yeah. Uh, Buddy. I got gems on crack. Like, yeah. Beautiful. Hey, Safties, you listening? Uh, okay, Ryan. Um, divide the podcast into NBA Jam type duos uh, and give both teams an overall rating. So th- this is a bit of a. a <laughs> yeah, are you following that question? So, like, of the so four, people four of in? us, yeah, there's okay. four of us. So, so just pick pick two teams at random and, and give us both ratings. Yeah, I guess you got to rate yourself. R- ratings like. Like, am I saying like a specific? Like, if it's me and you, is it Dunk City or like you know what I mean? Oh, okay, all right, all right. Uh, oh, that, that's uh, oh man. Hey man. Okay. Well, man, hurt some feelings. It's okay. We'll, we'll go with Maddie and, and Freddie. You, you guys are going to the home team. Me and Anthony will be Love the away it. team. Um, and if we're going with ratings. No, you know what? No, 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 no. Scratch that. It's me and Freddie. Ooh. And I'm, Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm giving Freddie the, the oops. So our oop rating is like through through the roof. <laughs> I'm giving you the oops. There we Wait, go. Wait, is oops like like you fall down? Or alley like, oop, alley oop. Alley oop. The assistant. Okay, yes. I'm throwing you the oop and you're, and you're slamming it through. Amazing. Got my flubber reference in too. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony. Uh... Where are we where are we here? Um, oh yeah, uh, who uh, from Dexter? Who, who is the next NBA player to win an Oscar? Hmm. Oh my goodness! What a what a question! I think uh, the the next you, NBA like player Safety brothers. Um, yeah, yeah like, I, I I guess uh, is a current NBA player or or past NBA player? Um, it's up to you. Because I think Kevin Garnett's got chops. He does. He's got he's got real chops, and I think he can he can act in a, a dramatic film. But if it's just like anybody to get a movie award, probably Blake Griffin. I mean, I roasted him enough the last episode I was on. That <laughs> I think I deserve to give him some props for his acting and charisma. Yeah, and I think that episode is nominated for an Oscar, so he might win. That. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Maddie. Yes. How good are we if everyone's healthy? How good are we? Um, I think we are. We we're at the top level of the play-in. Let's put it that way. We're seven or eight. Love it, Ryan. The new players Flynn and Gillespie are asked to sing "Party in the in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Is this a hint that the Raptors organization will be moving to the USA? Is this a rumor I should be stressed about? Oh man. You know what? I need you to calm this fan down. The NBA does want all 30 teams with full capacity. I don't know if that's happening in Toronto. So I I think we might have to start worrying a bit. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I do not see us being full capacity in Scotiabank. So maybe Tampa is trying to, you know, they're trying to, what what do you call What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, They're they're trying to steal. They're trying to expand the Bay. Yeah. They're trying to steal. Oh, no. It's not okay. Um, no. Okay, uh, Anthony. Um, without any research, who is the chef in the NBA? <laughs> who is the chef in the NBA? That's right. Well, the, the think, best chef. Oh well, uh, best chef. I I don't know for sure, but the chef. Yeah, the who is you want to take Obviously, is Serge Ibaka. Uh, there's a documented evidence of him cooking, uh, even if it is Bull's penis. So he is the <laughs> chef of the NBA. <laughs> I love it. Um, this question coming from uh, a good friend of the pod. Um, 
Matt. Yeah. Uh, you finished Space Jam yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Getting a lot of flack about this. So, no, I haven't, but I will, okay? Okay, the follow-up is why not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, why not? Why not? That's true. Uh, You know, it's tough. I I don't watch a ton of animated films anymore, and I feel like I missed the point in my age where it would have really meant something. So, uh, but I will finish it, and I will... I'll have some I'll tell you what I'll try and get it done for next podcast and uh, I'll have some notes I feel like the questions are going to keep coming so you better (laughs) and you know just a little bit of like how the sausage is made here folks Matt watches Batman the animated series once a day (laughs) in its entirety so he watches oh you gotta watch I mean you picked it yeah Yeah, man but uh, okay Ryan Um, who is the NBA equivalent to the rock past or present Oh wow! Okay, that that feels like that was made for me. Uh, I think um, it was. Good friend of yours. That's damn. The okay, The Rock, NBA equivalent. That is. Oh, past or present? Hmm. Sorry, guys. I'm, oh, yeah, I, I know you want to get the perfect I'm, yeah, answer. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think the perfect answer. answer. I'm like scrambling here, but ooh. Okay, you know what? Just just based off of the the sheer cockiness of being the goat and and being who he is, I'm just gonna have to say Jordan. I, okay, I, like the confidence level of both men are, are pretty much through the roof. They don't think they can lose to anybody, so I'm gonna go Jordan. I thought you were gonna say Luke Longley for sure, but <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's a good choice too. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Anthony. Uh, who do you think is ner- uh, yeah? What do you think is Nurse' best lineup to close out games? Oh, probably like the the small ball lineup that is uh, Scott. What is it? Lowry, Van Vliet. Oh, I don't want to. Oh God, I guess Gary Trent, uh, then <laughs> Pascal and Ochi. This is a really uh, <laughs> yeah. confident closeout lineup here. I'm not confident <laughs> that there is a confident closeout lineup. <laughs> okay, last question here. I want to make it an all play. Um, sorry, one before the all play. Uh, this one's for you, Matt. Okay. Should an enormous chandelier be installed in Scotiabank Arena in <gasps> place of, of the current clock? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, that sounds beautiful, actually. I think, uh, I think that, yes, there, there should be a giant one, maybe a Guinness World Record size one, and uh, just a dim lit Scotiabank arena for the season that we get to come back, you know? I want it to be real bougie in there. Okay, awesome. great. And just a follow up to that, Matt classic crystal, modern aesthetic, no electricity, just hundreds of candles. What do you think? Oh, no, full-on candles. Like, that's a big okay. part of it. <laughs> right. And you know what? Just to bring, like bring the, it full circle, maybe Gary, maybe I can just say Gary would wear his, like, Backstreet Boys phantom mask. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to for really fun. utilize that, for sure. Um, yeah, you don't want to get just one use out of a phantom mask. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> Last question here. Uh, we're going to make this a play uh, I'll play. Um, Ryan, we'll start with you. Here's how we're going to do it. We're, uh, we're each just going to pick one guy and move on. Um, uh, so the question is, who's your all-rookie team this year? So, Ryan, I just want you to name one rookie that you are confident is in the top five. Oh, LaMelo Ball. 100%. LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Okie doke. Uh, poor Anthony. Now it gets hard. Curses. <laughs> yeah. Curses. Um, okay, I get to just pick one guy. I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm going to Therese Halliburton. Therese Halliburton. Love that pick. Yeah. Uh, Maddie, what's up? Uh, who, who, who's your who, Who's a rookie you think should be in there? Um, I'm going to go with the next, the second coming of Steph Curry. Malachi Flynn. Wow, we got a homer in town. Oh, wow. I love it. Um, okay, uh, you know what? Um, I was gonna throw throw myself in here, but the math is better if you, if uh, Ryan and Anthony finish this off. Um, so Ryan, what's up? Uh, who's who's number four here? Who makes the cut? It's starting to get a little bit dicey, yeah. but I think there's a couple candidates. Uh, who else do we got here? Uh, 
Number one pick? Yeah, that's who I, that's what I'm thinking. The oh, number one pick. I oh, yeah, you know what? His interview skills are are absolutely phenomenal. So yeah, Anthony Edwards. Anthony, Anthony Edwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and Anthony, why don't you finish it off for us here? I'm going with Houston Rockets, Jay Sean Tate. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. I was gonna throw in Sadiq Bay, but I guess yeah, when Sadiq you're Bay's on good too. You know, yeah. I, I can never tell if that's fantasy, but um uh, I think we we rocked it, guys. This was a very very fun pod. Um, thank you for joining, and um, just shout out to everyone who's been listening, supporting. Uh, you know, please keep those like ratings, reviews, and likes, and you know whatever all anywhere that you support us coming. Uh, so yeah, it's mega appreciated. Uh, Ryan, let's go to you first. Where can people check you out? Um, you know, how can they follow your pod with you and Alan and Dexter and you know all the stuff you do. Yeah, so um, at R.A. Henry, pretty much everywhere on Twitter, Instagram. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm probably watching Mavs games. Uh, uh, Big Brother fan, as some people have called me out for. And, uh, <laughs> wow, you almost just called yourself out for that. I've called myself <laughs> It's it's my it's my uh, what do you call it um, guilty pleasure uh, guilty pleasure um, and then uh, old school pro wrestling fan so anything pro wrestling you can hit me up for but below the hardwood is uh, my NBA podcast I've been doing with the guys since 2012 uh, pandemic had made us uh, move over to the podcast world so we're about 30 episodes in you can check us out uh, oh, yeah. everywhere yeah. Sick. Nice. Well, thanks for joining the pod. Um, yeah, everyone who listens to this, definitely check out uh, Below the Hardwood. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you, you guys recently had uh, Jay Skeets, didn't you? Yeah, we had uh, Jay Skeets uh, a couple weeks back come on and talk uh, Top Shot, and we had no interest in Top Shot until he came on there, and now me and Dexter, we bought our first packs a couple weeks ago. So. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. oh. I, I owe so much money to these uh, crypto people. It's yeah, crazy. pretty much. Pretty um, much. But Skeets was great for that. So definitely check Thanks. them out too. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, what's up, man? Uh, you got, well, you, well, you know, yeah, I, I didn't realize you guys are, you know, share a wrestling bond. Uh, yeah. You got, you got the wrestling pop, but yeah, I'll let you take it away. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm very, very happy to hear uh, some commonality in the wrestling fandom. Um, you can right. find me on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at Hall and Jokes. Um, I'm uh, trying to get a sparkling water sponsorship, so I've been posting myself <laughs> drinking sparkling water. Oh, that uh, sounds cool. <laughs> I'm. Uh, that's just a personal goal of mine uh, during this next wave of the pandemic. Uh, so you can see sparkling water guy Tony content uh, on my uh, Twitter, and of course uh, the wrestling podcast that i'm a co-host of is called book it vince where we fantasy book dream matches past present and future and uh we would love to have you on ryan if you uh i'm i'm all over that i'm all over that i don't know if you can see that poster in the background but there's a there's an edge it's kind of hard to see other than the san andreas but there's a john cena there's an edge and then there's a taker these have been up on in this room on this wall for like the past like 15 years so. <laughs> yeah. um, and guys I, I, I'm glad you're having fun but I just I gotta tell you no network um, no networking on my pod okay <laughs> uh, I want to be a part I want to be a part of the uh, NBA Top Shot purchasing conglomerate as well uh, I'm very much into uh, that uh, let's let's uh, go to the moon together with all of our uh, NFTs yeah, you, you guys at least need to take a walk <laughs> yeah uh and yeah, and of course, my show Ming's Dynasty is uh, streaming uh, season one for free uh, on CBC Gem and uh, Fuse TV and Ficto in the United States. And that's it for me. Sick. Well, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. This was really fun. Uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>